0: Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. I noticed on that last verse, y'all really pepped up a little bit. It's like, okay, we're getting there. All right, we're, we're halfway away. Amen, it's all right. Uh, y'all pray. Well, I'll give you time to sit down, bro. No, you go ahead. We, uh, You'll be waiting a while. <laughs> I'm excited again to be here this morning. It is always an honor and privilege to stand behind the sacred desk. Amen. Uh, Amen. It's one that's not to be taken lightly. If y'all will, pray with me. Father God, this morning as we get ready to dive into your word, Father, I ask the Lord that you will move me out of the way. Let your word be spoken ever so true. Father God, that you will get all the honor and glory. In the sweet name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. This morning, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, I want to invite you to go to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. We're going to be in verses 28 and 30. And I want to give you a little background on that real quickly. The context of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30 shows us God's intention for us. It's not to weigh us down, but it's to give us a a rest. God's purpose for you and for I is not to be weighed down by life. And oftentimes we get that away. We get weighed down. We, We feel like we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders, if you will. But his purpose is not an unbearable burden. Have you ever Thought about that in such a way, you know why? And we've all made this statement: God, why am I going through this? His purpose for us is not this unbearable burden; it's an appropriate weight, and you don't have to accomplish it alone. Amen. That's the great thing about being able to call upon the name of Jesus. And there's a unique word in these two these three verses that I want to bring out here in just a moment. But first, let's dive into the word of God. Verse 28 says, Come to, all, come to me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I've done a little dig. I'm a word guy. And what I mean by that, I want to know what stuff means. So I went back to the original Greek and Hebrew of that word yoked. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I would mess it all up. But it means this. To be yoked to Christ means that the Son of God pulls your load with you. Isn't that amazing? And when we're equally yoked as husband and wife, what does that mean? That means that we're on the same page. We're not having two different ideas about scripture or we're not having two different ideas about our relationship with christ we're on the same page right but that's not where i want to rest at this morning this is where i want to rest at i've got three questions for you this morning is there something missing in your life and do you feel as if there's a void You know, oftentimes we get to looking at life and we find that there's these complex situations that we get into and we feel like we're alone. Have you ever felt alone in the midst of your walk with Christ? We all have. You know, the Word He tells us, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. But yet there are times that we still feel alone. Why? Simple answer, because we're human and we expect the unexpected at all times, right? We're trained that way. We're taught that away, as even from children, we're taught to place our hope and trust in Jesus and in Jesus alone, right? But somewhere in life, we get to looking and we go through life and things begin to happen. The bills start piling up, the, the mortgage becomes due, the, the cars start to break down, the, the bank account's all jacked up, and all of a sudden, we feel as if we're alone, Am I the only one that's ever felt that? No, not. You know, And there's a unique thing here, and there's this void that we try to fill with everything else. Have you ever noticed that some people, when they get down and out, they binge eat? When some people get down and out, they, they may watch too much TV, or they may drink, or they may do things to excess. Or they may even, when they get down and out, they may just cut everything off and there's this void in them and they don't know how to fill it. This morning, I want to tell you, if you have a void in your heart and you don't know how to fill it, his name is Jesus. Oftentimes we think of a void in life and we think that there's only these complicated errors, if you will. Have you ever been working on a computer and all of a sudden you get this big arrow pops up? Or warning sign pops up. or And you're sitting there and you're going, oh my goodness, I've got to get this done. Or this has happened to me. You get ready to go and preach a sermon and you got your iPad, right? This is why I use paper now. It's so much more reliable. And there was this beautiful little girl of mine that says, daddy, I want to play your iPad. All my sermon notes were on that iPad. I thought it was a great idea to let her play on that iPad. She hit delete. And she deleted it all. And you know, there's the little arrow there that looks like it's doing a a half 360 there. And I hit that arrow. And to my surprise, it didn't come back. And I was immediately thinking, this is not good. I was sitting on the front pew of this church getting ready to preach the first night of a a revival. And I'm thinking, this is not going to end well. And I began to feel alone. And I began to think, man, what in the world am I going to do now? And the Holy Spirit said something so real to me, not this audible voice, but that small still voice in my heart (coughs) said this, rely on me because I fill all voids. So often in life, we get to pushing through and we get to walking through and we get to looking at all the wrong places for all the wrong answers when the answer lies at the foot of the cross. It is so easy to get discouraged. We all do it. It is so easy for us to feel like we're disconnected. We're unplugged, if you will. But Jesus can be the only thing to reconnect you. Second thing is this. Is there this brokenness in your in your heart that you can't put your finger on? And you've been trying to find out for weeks what's really going on or even months and you're struggling with something. You're battling that thing. The Lord sent me here with a specific word this morning, as he does every time we get ready to preach the gospel or share the gospel. The Lord never sends you out to share your faith or share the gospel without a purpose. Amen? And as I began to study this, I was so excited. I even told my wife, I was like, this is the first time that I was halfway through sermon prep on a Monday night. I was so excited, not just to come to Proteinus and be a part of this, this church family, not only to lead this church to the best of the ability that God has placed in me, but to bring this word because I knew that it was important, that it was urgent. Brokenness is not a place to live from. Psalms 51, David paints a picture of brokenness, but he also paints a picture of repentance. We have to understand with each time that we're broken, there has to come of some sort, a place of repentance. I told somebody one time, we was having a discussion and they asked me, how do you say that you live from a place of repentance? I was like, it's simple. I understand that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. We oftentimes look at brokenness and we think it's of broken hearts or, or broken marriages or, or broken friendships. That's not the brokenness that we're referring to this morning. The brokenness that we're referring to is that very moment that you feel like you've been separated from God. He has never left you nor forsake you. My friend, you have simply turned around and left him right where he found you. Oftentimes we get that confused. Oftentimes we find that it is simplicity in the gospel that makes it so complicated to come to the cross, but it's not complicated at all. There's nothing complicated about the gospel. Let me ask you this. And you don't have to do a show of hands this morning, but I really want you to answer this question in your heart. Have you ever read the Bible? And say, Lord, I don't understand. Help me understand this. Because you know in James it tells us if any of you lack wisdom, ask without doubting. There's a key word there, without doubting, and it shall be given unto you. But for some reason, we feel so disconnected and broken. And we feel alone and we've got this void in us. And we feel like we've been separated so far back. And we've tried, we've cried, we've pleaded. We've done everything that we know to do except get to the foot of the cross. Can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? Altars are not decorations in the church. I'm going to try that one more time. Altars are not decorations in the church. For some reason, for far too long, we, we think of an altar as a place where where broken people go, but if you're not broken over what has been keeping you from your relationship with Christ, we have a bigger issue. My friend, if there's not a day that doesn't go by in your life that you don't repent, if there's not a day that doesn't go by in your life that you don't ask God to lead you, guide you, and direct you, we have a problem. Well, Tom, how can you say that? Because we find rest in him, we shouldn't be weary. We shouldn't be heavy laden. We shouldn't be burdened down by our relationship with Christ. Church should never be a burden. Your relationship with Christ is not a burden. And if it is, we have a problem. If you ever watch the movies and and you hear them say, Houston, we have a problem. There's times in the churches when we say, Lord, we've got a problem. We've got a major problem inside the body of Christ when there's no more repentance There's no more rest. It's weary. It's it's troublesome. It's, It's challenge after challenge. And I wrote this down. And I want you to think about this. The foundation of any church can slip. Hear that, okay? The physical foundation. But catch this. But your spiritual foundation... Needs to be locked down tight in Jesus. We have issues throughout life. We all have problems. We all have things that happen. Some more dreadful than others. Some more heartbreaking than others. But let me tell you something. That brokenness that you feel in your heart should lead you to the foot of the cross. Now, here's the trick to that. You ready? It's time to rest in Jesus. How do you rest in Jesus? How how is that possible? I've actually had somebody ask me that question one time. They said, what do you mean by resting in Jesus? It's simple. You come to the realization that he is the supplier of your need. You understand that you can go to prayer and, and say, Lord, Give me the desires of my heart, and it will, but you better make darn sure. Now catch this, ladies and gentlemen. You better make sure that the desires of your heart align with the will of God for your life. Oftentimes, we pray for stuff. We pray for things. Those are the wrong outlines. Those are the wrong intentions altogether. Why would we pray for stuff? now don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with saying Lord I need a new home this one's not doing it there's nothing wrong well he will supply your needs don't get me wrong but when we have enough to be thankful for and we begin to pray for stuff we begin to get weighed down by the worry you ready for this of stuff can I tell y'all a secret about stuff and I've said this for many many years some people laugh some people don't find it too humorous that's fine that's up to you But the day that you go home to be with the Lord, somebody else is going to get your stuff. Nine times out of 10, people are going to fight over your stuff. So I'm going to tell you a secret. There's one thing they can't fight over, and that's your relationship with Christ. The first thing you need to make sure that is nailed down, sealed tight, rock hard, solid information in your heart today, this moment in time, right here, at pro Church is this, that your salvation is locked in with Christ and Christ alone. There is no other name above heavens or on earth that can save you. I don't care what anybody tells us on TV or the radio. There's only one name, and that's the name of Jesus. We find rest in that name. We find rest in Him. We find rest knowing that he not only supplies our needs, but yet he is the salvation of our soul. We also find rest knowing that not only through life's challenges, life's ups and downs, that he is only a call away. There's a song that I love, and I'm sure y'all all heard that song, and it talks about I wish heaven had a phone so I could call mama and talk one more time. I love that song. Every time I hear it, I cry like a two-year-old. I mean, it never fails. But I want you to understand this there's a lifeline that we have that we can find rest in. And that's through Christ alone. It says what in the word about prayer? In all things be what? What does it say about prayer? Help me here, church. In all things be thankful and it says something about in all things give prayer and supplication you know i mean it just constantly tells us to pray why does it tell us to pray if it's not an important part of our walk with christ why if we can't find rest in him through prayer and our moment and time alone i've told you all about my prayer closet i love my prayer closet That bathroom, nobody comes in there. When I shut that door, it's just me and the Lord. And I can shut that door and I'll spend time with Him and I will sit there some nights and never say a word. Because I don't even know what to say. There's nothing I can say that He doesn't already know my heart's feeling. Same for you. There's nothing you can say that He doesn't know your heart's already feeling. There's something unique this morning that I want to share with you. If you had noticed in verse 28, Jesus says, I will give you rest. Okay? Very quickly, he says, I will give you rest. Verse 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you. Why would he tell us to take as a yoke? Because he wants to pull the load with us. We're not in this alone, ladies and gentlemen. Then in verse 30, he says, My burden is light. We find that unique this morning, that his burden is light. The load's not heavy. It's not weary. It's not troublesome. It's not aggravating. It's not frustrating. Sometimes we don't, you know, and I I notice a lot of times with kids, they don't get their way. And have you ever seen the movies where the little kids don't get their way and they scream and they stomp their feet and they fall on the floor? Why are we that way as Christians? Well, I don't stomp my feet and I don't fall on the floor. I don't throw no fit. You want to bet? Start praying for something, God, and i answer you to pray. Watch a bunch of grown-ups start acting like two-year-olds real quick. I've been praying for years for this. It ain't happened yet. I don't know what to do. I've been trying my hardest. You've been trying your hardest is the problem. You ain't turned it over to Jesus yet. Doing everything you know to do is the problem because everything you know to do is not what he has called us to do. I want to ask you this question this morning and I'm being as serious as I can. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you broken? Are you battling? Are you doing everything you know to do? Are you trying every way that you know how to get to the foot of the cross and it seems like there's stuff in your way, there's things in your way? Let me ask you a more important question, do you know I had somebody tell me one time, they said, Brother Tom, you're preaching to the choir, Just about everybody here is saved. And I said, okay, that's fine. I said, but I'm still going to make sure people know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. That same church that very night I watched a 75-year-old man give his life to Jesus that had been in church for years. Because you're in church, does not make you a Christian? Follow me? Because you know the Psalms, does not make you a Christian? I learned a long time ago, because you know the Bible in and out doesn't make you a Christian. But I tell you, there's something unique about calling upon the name of Jesus and being born again. That makes you a Christian. Well, what do you mean being born again? We all know the story, right? Not being born of flesh again, but what? Of spirit. You see, when you're born again, you're invited to rest in Jesus. Amen? I'm not saying that it's always easy. Don't take me wrong. I'm not saying that it's uncomplicated to be a Christian. I'm not saying that we're not going to have trials and tribulations, but it says the count of the joy I'm not saying that it's always going to be one of those things that we look out the door and we say, you know what? It's a beautiful day. Sunshine and roses. I'm telling you this. If the load is too heavy, if the burden is too much, get to the foot of the cross. i want to close with this. Hey, you'll learn something about me. I'm very short, sweet to the point sometimes. I say no more nor less than what the Lord has laid on my heart. I'm going to ask if you'll come. I'm going to ask that you'll stand with me. Do you know me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. going to ask you a question this morning. <clears throat> a serious question. Are you tired? I'm not talking about physical tired. I'm talking about spiritually tired. Are you tired? Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today, you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard, it's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what, I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today, I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at PastorTomCrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.